Hey, my name is Alina. Welcome to the Unraveled Podcast. Hi, my name is Nina. And today, I think we want to talk about brokerages. Fun, fun, fun. I know that's like a hot topic, you know, but I think it's important at the same time. So I think we should talk about it. Absolutely. Um, so I know we've had both of our different experiences with different companies and reasons why we initially chose to work with those companies and reasons why we chose to then move on to something that better suited our business. So let's get into that a little bit. What are your thoughts on selecting a brokerage? You know, when you first started versus things that you know now, how would you approach it differently? I think this goes back to our podcast earlier this season about um, having the proper support and education that you need as an agent, as a new agent. Um, and I think as a new agent, you're in a different season of your life in this career that you have to find a brokerage who's going to offer you the support that has the training that you need. Um, and that has, you know, the opportunity for mentorship that you need and the connections that you, that you should, that you need as a newer agent. I think that's very important. Um, a lot of the bigger brokerages like Caldwell Banker, Keller Williams, those are, I feel like those personally are all suitable for agents who are starting off new in the career. Um, I think they have the, the training and the resources that most new agents need. Um, however, as you develop over time and you, you know, you no longer need those resources, then the, your, your needs and your, um, what you have to have at a brokerage immediately shift. Yeah. So it also depends on what they're taking from you as well in terms of like financially, like what, what caps do they have? What is their, how are they structured and all of those aspects as well? Um, I know for like an experienced agent, you're not going to utilize the resources and the training that, um, some brokerages may have to offer because you no longer need that. You're in a different season. Um, versus again, a newer agent, you're going to need to utilize those resources. So it really depends on what you feel like you need as an agent and what brokerage can offer you that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, it's perfect what you said. It really depends on the state you're at, but also what you want. Because I know some experienced agents that have been in the industry a while, they're very good. They choose to stay with certain brokerages because that's what fits their business model. Um, there's even people that, you know, they work on a team or they're solo or then they become their own broker. There's so many options. But then I think the most important thing is knowing what you want. So if you're brand new, you have to get into a place that, they're great with the education. They're great with the support. And they don't charge too much unless you're able to, you know, make that, that work. But I think there's like a hidden or maybe not so hidden layer of competition between the brokerages. But I really wish we could all collaborate more rather than compete because we're all here to do the same thing. We're all here to help our clients facilitate. Right the purchase and sale of real estate and, you know, I don't know. I've seen people move from company to company and we still all have to work together. Right. So things change, companies change. And I don't know. I just, we, we need to get along better. Agreed. And to kind of piggyback off what you said, um, in a different way. Um, I think oh, there's also this huge misconception that, the brokerage that you work for is going to dictate how your business is and mm -hmm. how your business grows, yeah. which honestly, like you hear these huge name brokerages like Corcoran or, you know, Magnolia or Coldwell or Williams, all of those names. So they have no determination on how your business thrives. Mm -hmm. You're solely picking a brokerage for the resources that it has to offer you. Um, 
again, like these huge brokerages don't dictate how you, how your business succeeds. You're the only one that does Mm -hmm. nobody. I've, and it's funny because when I first was, you know, getting into real estate, I thought that that mattered, but nobody's like, Oh, I want a cult Keller Williams agent, or I want a Colwell banker agent. Mm -hmm. I want the, no, someone wants an agent who, who's going to do their job to the full extent and represent that client, regardless of what brokerage you work at. I've never even had a, uh, I've never went on an appointment and anyone's ever asked me what brokerage I went for because it never mattered. Mm -hmm. It mattered what I had to offer them and how I was going to fulfill fill the duties of my representation or the job that they, that I was, you know, on that appointment for. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, there's a facet for sure that some brands are very recognizable, well-known, right. and affiliating yourself with that brand is a choice that you make. But then really, truly, it's about your brand. It's about how mm-hmm. you treat your clients. There's a lot of times where I see people blame the brokerage for their lack of business, but that's just not true. Mm-hmm. You know, You've got to put the work in. Exactly. And, and sales. And you know, if your business is up or it's down, most times it's nothing to do with the brokerage because they're not providing your your leads or your business or anything like that. But as a brand new agent, you know, I really just looked at the biggest one in the area without really thinking about all the details, you know. So you look for the biggest one? So tell me why. Well, because the- I look for the smallest one. That was probably the smart way, honestly. Uh, for me, I I did interview a lot of them. And this is where I say leadership is everything. So the brokerage and the name is one thing. But then, of course, you know, you have brokers that change. You have managers that change. Leadership changes. And that really makes the office. Because there was one company that I interviewed that I did not care for. That later on, their leadership changed and that whole environment changed. Um, but I just Googled, you know, the top companies in the city. I interviewed them all. And I guess in this scenario, their marketing, their sales department was the best. They convinced me and I didn't know which questions to ask. So that's something I want new agents to think about beyond how much money do we pay to the broker? What do we get in return? There's questions, you know. What is the culture like in the office? What happens when there's a conflict between two agents? What happens if there's a conflict between an agent and their client? Is the broker going to support you or not? What is the right. policy? Right. Nothing is right or wrong. It's just you want to know what the policies and procedures are so that you can make your decision moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it's going to benefit you. Like, honestly, it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically. And the support. Exactly. Technically, if you're a producing agent, you will be bringing the broker money, not the other way around. And so it's a give and take as in anything. But what are those questions beyond the feel good, you know, participation awards? What are the things that actually will benefit your business, your mental health, everything like that? Um, What are your thoughts on that? Um, I totally agree with that. When I was leaving the first brokerage I worked for, I had never had any intentions of leaving um, I never understood the concept of changing brokerages, um, the difference in pay, the difference in structure, just all of those, just all of those aspects I've never understood, never heard of, never knew of. Um, when I got approached by another agent that wanted me to come and work at the, the same brokerage she was at, um, which is one of my great friends to this day, 
Um, and then during that time as well, I had five other brokerages reach out to me trying mm-hmm. to poach me. And honestly, like I feel, I feel like when you're as new agents, you probably won't have this experience, but as you develop and you build your portfolio, um, you'll probably have a lot of brokerages try to poach mm-hmm. you and try to get you to come and work for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like an NFL draft. Like everybody's reaching out to you, try to get you to come and work for them. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Wait, you know, and they're offering and they'll give you offers that they don't, <laughs> that the normal people don't get because they want yeah. you to come work for them. They've seen mm-hmm. your production. They've seen what, what value you bring to their office. Yeah. Um, and it was weird at that time because I didn't have any knowledge of that. I, um, I got approached by like four or five different brokerages at the same time. And I was literally on the phone with another agent who's a really good friend of who is a really good friend of mine. I was like literally crying. I was like, I don't know what to do. I want to make the right decision. Like, please help me. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up going with you know, brokerage B and I was there for as long as I could be until it kind of dissolved and they, you know, split off and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a really hard decision to make. And I'm not saying that you can't change that decision later on, but honestly, who wants to, who wants to go and change all their marketing, have to get new, I'm literally in the process of doing this, go get new signs done, have to register, re-register everything, have to have your license move. Like it's a, it's a hell of a lot of stuff to do to change brokerages. So honestly, when you make that decision, you want to make sure it's a sound decision that really benefits you. And I feel like the first brokerage that I made that switch to, it really was, um, not to say that I didn't find value in the brokerage I was at before, but I was a different, I was in a different phase in my life where I needed a different kind of growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and I needed a different kind of, um, I needed, I needed a different kind of support system as well. Um, I felt like I was at my max of what I could learn and I needed to take that next step into, you know, seeing what else was out there for me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was it for me. Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of like how with some clients, not everyone is your person. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a brokerage will be the best fit for you at that time. And then things change and it it no longer is. I mean, I remember when, because I've only been at two, the first one was great and then not great in a lot of ways. But the biggest thing I remember, I think I told you this, I made the decision to move and I literally went there after hours. No one was there. Everything was dark. And I packed up my office and moved because I was just... We weren't happy there. I wasn't happy, but I was afraid of the conflict. I didn't want there to be a scene or anything. So I just quietly packed up everything and moved. And that was the right choice for me. There's people that are still at that brokerage that are thriving. They love it. That's the place for them. And I just want people to understand that it it shouldn't matter where you are, what brokerage you work for. If you represent your clients well, if you're ethical, if you're a great agent, that's what's most important. You know, not taking sides. Like it's very kind of high school, you know, it's us versus them, but we're all in the same industry. You know, we're trying to help there be more home ownership. And we should be working together. Agreed. You know? So when you first made your first move, was that, do you think, the hardest move for you? Yeah, it was because I was really attached to um, the the my other broker and because it was a it was kind of family owned and operated mm. um and it was her it was just her and her sister and then they had kind of hired on new people mm-hmm. um towards the end of me leaving and I was just really attached to the relationship I had built with them they were like family to me um they like her, like even to the point of showing me how to put air in my tire <laughs> like um just really have so much respect for them and just truly um and they thankful for everything I learned there um 
it was, she was very understanding of me having to leave and it wasn't like, you know, you know, a fight. Mm -hmm. I've heard of some people, you know, having that issue. Um, but it wasn't like that at all. Um, she respected my decision and she, you know, understood it. It was very hard because, you know, again, I saw them like family and, you know, thankfully I still have a relationship with her sister to this day. Um, so it was difficult, but it was, you know, something I felt like needed, I needed to, you know, take that next step in. And again, it wasn't because of anything that I felt like I wasn't getting at that brokerage. I just knew at some point I wanted to own my own brokerage and, or have my own real estate team. And I know that was a little different than, you know, what I had planned on. Yeah. Um, and I think also when I first joined, I was like, I'm going to stay here forever. I'm going to buy the company from you. And then, you know, my idea you know, my, my goals shifted over yeah. time. And I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, you know, over time you think you want A and B, mm-hmm. but you know, over time you your end up changing changes. your, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, instead of, you know, so there's one side you want to look at what you're receiving, what you're paying, you know, all the business side too, but also look at the culture. Look at the people, look at the ethics of the brokerage, because that is almost more important than anything else. And when you're brand new to real estate, you may not think about that. You're maybe thinking about, you know, how you're going to get leads, how much you have to pay the brokerage. You might pick the cheapest. You might pick one that's not cheap, but instead look at the culture, look at the consistency, the production, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's such a crazy thing. I agree. I Do, agree. We have a visitor today. I don't know if <laughs> you can see. <laughs> so how old is she? Um, I think she's what, six, seven years old? Have she's you, been with me my entire real estate career, actually. Oh, yeah. So she's the I assistant. Sure started. Yes, she is. <laughs> she even tags along to the office with me on multiple occasions. But, you know, great, great dog. She'll probably be a visitor in a couple of our podcasts. <laughs> oh, probably. Probably, for sure. She's got to be the center of attention, you know? Um, but I lost my train of thought. Oh, well, I was also going to say, as realtors, statistically speaking, there's going to be a large percent that have more attention-seeking narcissistic personality types, right? This is true. That's just... It's been proven. And it's very common in this industry to deal with people like that. Yeah. And so that's why analyzing the personalities and the leadership is important too. But then also take things with a grain of salt. Because wherever you go, there's going to be some sort of conflict or drama or issues. But then if you know what you want, you can just kind of keep that business going straight. You can just kind of mind your own and do what's best for you. And, I agree. You know, at the end of the day, what anyone else says it doesn't matter. You have to do what's best for you and your client. And you know, I've never had a client ask me or choose to work with me based off of the company I work for. You know, that I'm under. Right. Not one time. And I've not received business because I was affiliated with a certain company. This is true too. So it's kind of it's a necessity and a requirement. And you know, we're grateful for the brokers that sponsor us and that we work under that at the end of the day it's all about how you treat your client right um so you know you are starting your own brokerage and everything like that right. how are you feeling 
Um, so as you already know, I kind of, I left the other brokerage I was at before. Um, and it's kind of funny because I joined it because I love the culture there and I love the support and that, you know, just all of those things that they had to offer there. Mm-hmm. Um, I always roughly been an introverted person and I just kind of didn't like in terms of like me going out of my way to talk to people mm-hmm. and, Um, just, you know, having conversations with new people, that just wasn't me at all. Um, But that brokerage definitely helped me get me out of that shell initially, because that's one of the goals I had had during that year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, I'm very thankful for that. Um, But then towards the end of my time there, I just felt like I wasn't, you know, as someone who was a, who was head of the culture committee, Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't getting that culture anymore there. Um, And, you know, just some things were said about me that I just didn't appreciate or like. And I felt like it was, that was my time to kind of just to leave and kind of start my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I know I had always had like the aspiration and goals to, you know, own my own brokerage. It just, it definitely wasn't that soon, but another day you make, I make shit happen. So (laughs) I made it work with the best that I have. I love how she's just going to, you know, lay in the middle of the video, (laughs) but we're good here. (laughs) I mean, you know, probably if you ask anyone who made a change in their life or their business, probably at least 50% or more would say that they weren't ready, you know, that it was unexpected, but then, you know, oftentimes it leads to growth and leads to change. And when I switched brokerages, probably a lot of people didn't agree. Mm -hmm. And there was probably people talking, but again, my coach always tells me, are those people paying your bills? Are those people in your family? You know, Mm -hmm. there's just different layers Agreed. And, you know, you have to do what's best for you. But also most of the relationship and really good friendships that I built in my last, like my last two years in my career have came from that brokerage. Mm -hmm. And it was really good to be able to see like who of those, those relationships that were going to remain. And, you know, 90% of them did. And I'm very Mm -hmm. thankful for that. And it also, again, showed me like who are my people and who are supportive of me. Mm -hmm. Like when I called and, you know, I was very respectful of leaving. I, you know, I called the team leader, told him what, you know, why I was leaving. I was leaving and I, the fact that I was leaving. Yeah. And I also reached out to everyone that I had relationships with at the brokerage and told them I was leaving as well. And the, like the amount of calls and support and the, um, like all of that was just incredibly overwhelming and just incredible to see the support that I've been able to have from the people that, that were there yeah. when I left um, and still like they came and visited my new office, you know, and the relationships are still there. Yeah. So I'm very thankful, thankful for that. And that kind of goes back to our other podcast that we did earlier that talks about like the friendships and who's mm-hmm. truly your friend and who's going to be supportive of you versus those that are going to be, um, hating. Yeah. Know? And you know, that's the thing. It's there's seasons of your life where you're supposed to be in a place mm-hmm. you grow, you experience things, you go through things and then you move on. That's life. If right. anyone says they stayed the same in one place. for the- That is not growth. Well, either they're lying or they're not growing. Yeah. You know, and so we're constantly moving, we're constantly changing. And I think people that should be in your life will accept that and appreciate that and support that. And, you know, I remember when I switched to this brokerage, I told them, I said, you know, this may be forever. This may not be forever. At the end of the day, you have to follow your heart, your business, what's best for you. Um, I think it's cool. Would I, I ever be it. my own? No, I'm too scared. <laughs> I'm too scared to be my own broker, I'll be honest with you. I love working with the clients, you know, sure. being in that with them. 
managing people, managing staff, hiring people. <laughs> that is not my strong suit. You are good at it. Well, I appreciate that. And <laughs> honestly, the only reason I felt comfortable enough too is because like I, I had that experience managing people, mm-hmm. having a business and all of those things that made it very easy to just, you know, leave because I already had that experience and education in that, in that part. Like I already have my mm-hmm. broker's license because I, I have another brokerage for property management. So I already know what that looks like. I already know how it's structured. I already know how to, how to run a business. That's not a problem at all. Yeah. And I already have systems in place for that. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to do that. But if I hadn't been in that position, then I probably never would have. I remember, um, when I first a few years ago, I first looked you up and looked at your social media presence. I looked at, Wait, what was this? like when I, it was 2021, I think it was, I looked up, um, wait, was it when we were, when you just came to no, Burnbridge? No, it was, it was before that. Um, cause I think we had a mutual connection. Okay. Um, and they had spoken highly of you and I looked, and I remember thinking by just looking at, wow, she's been in the industry a long time. Look how professional everything looks, <laughs> you know, and Mar- it's actually not been that long. It's been like maybe five or six years, but you know, I just remember being so impressed by the presentation online and then met you in person. And of course, you know, the same experience. And that just goes to show, number one, age is just a number. Years is just time. It's all about how you utilize that and adapt and change. So I appreciate that. Well, I think that's probably bringing us to the end of this episode, but thank you for joining us. And we will be back next Wednesday. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also connect with us online. Feel free to comment and like and ask us questions and thanks for joining us.